Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions. I'm one of your hosts, Kennedy Hawk. I've got two more hosts with me today. We've got Americano. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. It's good to be back. Let's it do is, this. It is good to be back after Con of Heroes. This is like our first team meeting since Con of Heroes, and you attended, so props to you. And then we've got the dastardly Adder Cop, who was unable to make it. How's it going, Adder Cop? Well, it was going good, and then I found out I was dastardly well dastardly is not always a bad thing right I, the infamous I guess, adder, adder cop how about that i guess there's yeah i guess there's groups that i can i can hang out with if i'm dastardly so i'll be yeah, all right exactly well today's episode is all about con of heroes so this is our con of heroes recap debrief episode and yeah, it's, it's yeah. been a little bit it's been a little like what three weeks now it's, i think Two and a half ish. It weeks. feels like it's been six years, and I want to go back again. Oh, I want to go. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. How how long? What I mean. Okay. So time flies when you're having fun. So distance of time is a function of fun. So hang on. Let me get let me get a piece of paper here, and we can actually figure out how long ago it was. Uh. Or oh, you know what? We can just actually just use a calendar. Yep. It was May twentieth yep. to May twenty second. There we go. That's that right. Too many too many days ago. Too, too many, many days, days ago. Well, my collection is still a complete mess, so I have no preparation for today's episode. Yeah, so you if you definitely... expected me to have preparation, you would be in for the wrong show. You need but to I stop think... playing other games for like 30 minutes and go organize your collection. That's the first thing I did before I... Like, I have been packed. avoiding it. <laughs> I, so I organized my encounter cards, um, and we'll get to that later, but I'm missing an encounter card. And I'm not super upset about it. I also have one of your cards, one of your campaign cards. Yeah, but it's from a box that I might have four copies of because Hawkeye's in it. So, gotcha. <laughs> don't lose it, but I wouldn't say I'm missing it. <laughs> so, like, so our community obviously is is pretty pretty tuned in in general with with the con and and everything. Um, but uh, in case it's just people poking around trying to figure out what what this is all about uh guys what is a con of heroes that's a a deep philosophical question but i think i can answer it okay so con of heroes was a fan run convention completely unofficial and not associated with ffg or asmodee in any way fan convention for the game marvel champions where a bunch of fans i think it ended up being about 98 people Maybe it's exactly that because I'm looking at a list right now. 98 people got together and played Marvel Champions, talked about Marvel Champions, did deck building, played through cool community events, and just celebrated this game that's probably become a lifestyle game for all of us, right? If you're listening to this show, then I hate to tell you that makes you almost as obsessed as the the three of us on here. Pro- probably maybe even more obsessed um, than us, more. potentially. Um they're definitely so, playing more than us because we're on here talking about it and not playing it. You think I'm not playing? It? See, I got cards. <laughs> oh, you're playing while right we're now. talking. <laughs> I'm playing a game while we talk. I'm just kidding. Hey, you guys I, can't I hear me. I was. But yeah, so it was a big community event in Roseville, Minnesota, at the Game Center, which is right next to the FFG offices um, in the U.S. And we just did three days of awesome Marvel Champions playing. And there was a ton of cool stuff that went on. Americano and I got to play our first physical game in person together, so that was pretty awesome. And, and was, there were people there. It was a, it was heroic one. 
Matter cop. It That's, was heroic one. I know. It was heroic one at like eleven thirty p.m. It, it was definitely and it was a four player game. <laughs> this this is a this is a standard podcast, boys. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what? We're gonna get into that, and I agree. <laughs> All right. Cool. My days of expert are behind me. I'm too old for that now. I've lived through one whole con of heroes, and I can't do it anymore. Jeez. Jeez, time, you know, it, time takes a toll, right? Time takes a toll. It does. So, it does. So it took place um, May 20th to May 22nd. And it's going to be, the plan is to have it be an annual thing. So there already is a date for next year. Um, yes. It is. It's May 5th through the 7th of 2023. Um, tickets are not yet on sale. Uh, they're going to go on sale later this year, but... We already have the convention center at Game Center um, booked for that weekend, and it's and the, the plan is to keep going as long as they make the game right, and maybe longer. We'll maybe see. And longer. you can, you know, the tickets aren't for sale, but as I understand it, you can reserve your tickets now by texting uh, Americano or Kennedy Hawk directly, and we'll go ahead and post their phone numbers um, <laughs> at the end of the episode. Yes, I will. I'll, I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Great, great. So, all right. So, obviously, you guys went. You had a good time. Um, you had the best time, maybe, of your lives, arguably. I think that there's. I think there's room to negotiate on that. Um, yeah, so, we can start there and negotiate I mean, up or down. You know? Yeah, let's yeah. let's start. Let's start with uh, Daisy. My wife's not listening to this, so yeah, it was the best. It was the best time of my life. Excellent. <laughs> That's. That's staying. That's the uh, the show tagline now. Yes, it was the best. Uh, that's your review for the con now. Well, and, and Adderkop shouldn't undersell himself because there was like kind of a five person planning committee. So Mag from Hall of Heroes, Hone or Terrence from One Stop Co op Shop, and then Americano, myself, and Adderkop kind of did a lot of the background work planning this con. Um, a lot of it was really like let's be honest. A lot of it was really Mag, and then the four of us just nodded our heads a lot. But we did participate when we could. Um, so we're definitely planning to do it again next year. Like we said, it's going to be May 5th through May 7th. So if you listen to the rest of this episode and it sounds like the stuff we did was fun, then go to conofheroes.com or click the little link in the show notes. And I don't know, there might be a mailing list or something you can subscribe to there. And if there's not, then we'll beg Mag to make one and there'll be one soon. So there you go. Excellent. So start us at, start us at the beginning. Let's say, day, how was day zero for both of you guys? This is this is travel day. This is so. This was like pre days. So day zero for us. Oh, day zero of the con. Yeah, day zero. That's how math works. So we both flew out on Thursday because we had to do some setup at the convention hall the night before, just getting all the tables set up and making sure we could put prizes out and things like that. And um, we actually organized our flights so we got to be on our second flight together and prepare ourselves for. A full weekend of Marvel Champions. Um, we had high so, hopes of playing games like on the trade tables, but that didn't happen. That did not happen. No, there no. was no room, unfortunately. Were there was in, too much to in, talk uh, about. You were in economy, right? Or a uh, uh, coach? We fly Southwest over here, so we were only in row like thirteen. That wasn't too bad. Okay, my last flight, I was I had like my elbows like under my chin the whole time, so that's probably why it didn't happen. No playing on board is all. That is what I'm saying. Uh, I'll tell you. I'm a- on my flight home, I was fighting the ne- the lady next to me, like Did you win? for an armrest. Uh, we shared an armrest, but like she wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. 
That was yeah. on your second flight, right after we split up. And my my second flight was much different than yours. There were only thirteen people on my plane, so oh. it was pretty baller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I almost played a game of Marvel Champions, except it was you know with the pilots not all with me. So yeah, <laughs> just hanging out. Just... There wasn't that much risk. There were less people on the plane, right? Yeah, you guys fine. busy? Come on, let's crack these games open. But yeah, day zero, we got out there. We went pretty much right to Game Center. I think we dropped our luggage off at our, our residence for the con. And then we went and set up all the tables. And there were a ton of people there already playing Champions and other games. So we saw Spider-Mana. We saw some other people the day beforehand um, at the Game Center. Because Game Center is basically like a giant gaming store. Well, they have a ton of games for sale, and then they have a ton of play space that's open all the time. Then they have the back room that we rent, rented as like the convention hall where the actual con took place. Just so, so we set cool. all that up, locked it, and then we got to play games at the game center like that first night, which was cool. That's awesome. So they they uh, just basically, like you said, opened opened that back area for you, and you guys got to do everything you needed to, and then some things that you didn't need to do but had fun doing. Yes, exactly. Yep. We got we got the table set up, and we got um, the main ones were the tables, and the um, did we set up Shield HQ that same day, or we didn't? Right? We we, we, waited for we the next day. set up where it was going to be. Um, yeah, that's right. But we can go over what Shield HQ was because I think it's a really cool concept. So um, Tell me about Shield shout- HQ. <laughs> we didn't mention this earlier, but big shout out to Con of the Rings who we kind of templated this con after. So they're a Lord of the Rings convention that's held usually in October, I believe. Um, So if you're a big Lord of the Rings player, you can also check that convention out um, because we templated a lot of our stuff off of there and then did some things that were slightly different. And Shield HQ is something that was really cool for Marvel Champions because Marvel Champions is so modular and because many of the organizers buy way too much product I end up having a lot of extra modular sets and aspect cards and maybe heroes that I don't need in my collection. (laughs) Um, So we ended up having these tables where there, I think there were like 30 different heroes out where the whole hero kit was there with the nemesis set and obligation. There were probably about a thousand aspect cards between the four aspects plus basic. And then there were 20 to 30 villains and 20 to 30 mod sets out at any point in time on this like, play and share table um all so the tokens you, all the status cards the health dials the rule books the printed rule books that are super yep. up to date those were there no <laughs> one touched those but you know um but the point of that area was if you you know usually you don't bring all your decks to the convention i brought like six decks with me and it was way too many i only played like three of them but sometimes you're like getting ready to set up a table and you're like oh i really wish we had iron man at our table but no one brought him well you could go over to shield hq you could use the Iron Man from that table. You could keep it and take it home with you, or you could put it back. You could donate something in its place. It was like a buy and, or not buy, a borrow and trade area um, for the convention. But with, but to be clear, with nobody like monitoring it, so. but Yeah, so you'd just walk up and grab a mod set that you hadn't had the chance to try out, or a villain or a zero. Really fair, and they treated that stuff with respect. They didn't just like toss it everywhere, so it was really good. So what that'll be is it's going to be like a living convention collection. So if someone that comes to the con sees a hero pack on clearance somewhere, they can buy it. And when they show up, they can open it and donate it to the Shield HQ. 
And each year, Shield HQ will grow and shrink based on what people donate and what people take from it. But you'll be able to try out different heroes. And there might even be a hero there that right, that travels with like a different player each year to a different player's household and like travels all over the country and defeats villains, which I think oh, is like a really cool... Like if thinking 10 years from now, I could grab a Captain America from there that's beaten Red Skull at 10 different people's houses. That's pretty neat. I like that we idea. Could do, you better write your name on it. Yeah, we could do a, a Sisterhood of the Traveling Purple Pants and just have a Hulk that goes for everybody. Yes. Agreed. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, that was Shield HQ. So we set that up, and then the organizers, since we knew we weren't going to like get to play together a ton um, during the convention, because we're going to be bouncing between tables and hosting people, wanted to play one at least one full game together. So we played a game of Heroic Rhino. And I know that... This is a standard. Uh, Americano told me never to put, what is it, city in crisis, city and yeah. rhinos, city and chaos. That's what it is into rhinos set, but we did it anyway, and we forced it on heroic one, and Boy. we beat Rhino with no one being defeated. So wow, Americano destroyed Rhino on heroic one with no problems. We got it done, and Americano. he schemed a lot with that scheme card. So. Americano, is that going to be like advice that you give to um, like grandchildren and stuff? They're going to be like, oh, you know, you know what Grandpa Americano always said? Don't add City and Chaos to Rhino. Yep. Like, like that's, that's, the... that's that and eat your veggies. That Those are the two yeah. things. Yeah. One of them makes sense. And the other one is just so cryptic. What did he mean by that? <laughs> and you will never know which one. So that was so day zero wrapped up. You guys played it, played Rhino and somehow won, which I don't believe. But we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, <laughs> uh, so day day one, you wake up bright and early. What did you have for breakfast? Important question. Oh, that well, is an interesting question. That, actually, that is that is a great question. And we had vegan eggs, bacon, okay. and what else was there? Um, sausage, sausage, too, sausage. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds cool. How did you how did you like it? I, I liked, liked the eggs. <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought the eggs can... were pretty good. That was my opinion there. Um okay. no, I, did, I I ate it. It was good. Cool, cool. Um I think when I was out there, we went to a place called Colossal Cafe. And uh cuz I I think I heard from Fiverr Second Out and I kept meaning to tell you guys, "Hey, I can't make it, but my intention was to go out there and and suggest it so that we'd all go. But I kept my secret, and now I'm revealing my secret here. So, Colossal Cafe wow, would have been that was very yeah. selfish of you. Yeah, would have been yeah. would have been really good. I guess well, don't I, worry, I we had vegan breakfast day two as well. That's okay. true. It was also good. So, okay. um, but it was vegan breakfast from Taco Bell, so that doesn't count as much. <laughs> okay. I, mm, okay. Sure. There I, you go. Mm, we nailed it. Okay, so now did we you know that? Did you day. know? Did you know that Taco Bell has a vegan I, menu? Let me let me tell you and the listeners. I've had too many frustrating experiences at Taco Bell by learning things that are on the menu or not on the menu. Uh, that I just avoid Taco Bell completely. Gotcha. Uh, outside, even besides of any uh, uh, any internal turmoil that Taco Bell may cause. But uh, yeah, I, I've had a lot of frustrating experiences at Taco Bell. Internal turmoil. I love it. Now, I love it. <laughs> okay. So day one, we're we're past day one. We're past <laughs> breakfast. 
right, yeah, so yeah. The, the gates open. The, the center of gaming in North America is open. Yeah. What, what do you What do you do first? Um. So we got the sign in tables ready. Um. And luckily, everybody that purchased tickets had their QR codes or like their their code that was emailed to them. So we got them signed in. Got them uh, a cool playmat if they bought that. The playmat. Um, got them uh, their name tags and oh, and their other swag, which was um, a a first player token. Yeah, poker um, chip. It was poker really cool. chip with the um, it was campaign like the scenario. Here. Yeah, go for it. The campaign scenario for the for the Con of Heroes twenty twenty two. So it it was. We'll talk about that probably a little bit. We've talked about it before, I think. That'll be a Saturday topic. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be Saturday. But but that came with it for everybody. It was all printed out and the first player token. And if people had their playmats and then and then really we didn't start anything. We didn't have an event until a little bit later. So everyone just started setting up tables and or set up their, their games and started playing games yep. and, and uh we made we made sure we checked everyone in and uh had a you know good morning. What time did we start that event, though? That was in the afternoon, right? Like one o'clock. I believe it was at one or two thirty. Um, yeah, but but before that, was there anything you wanted to add about that when we checked? I mean, we checked everybody in. Is what happened? Yeah, we, we checked everybody clothes. in. Everybody got their swag. Um, we did some like opening announcements and encouraged people to find a table with people. Showed them what Shield HQ was. Um, I played. We played another three or four player game, and then I snuck a two player game in before the first event. We got people situated with learning there's food right there at Game Center. Um, so you can order food and get like a little buzzer and then go pick pretty, it up or you can go out and get food. Pretty good food. Uh, you can you can definitely get a little buzzer and you can order yourself a little buzzer as well. Yes. Yeah. That can be edited out because I know this is, <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> I realized it as it was uh, coming out. So As, as it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's let's wait. Let me try. My favorite again. part of check-in. This was the best part. Is right before check-in, the doors were closed, and we all got the app ready for the ticketing check-in, and we checked in this like fake ticket and everybody's phone to prove everyone knew how to use it. And then immediately, when I opened the door, I opened my phone and it said, "Your camera is malfunctioning and will not work." So I couldn't scan anyone's QR codes, but I was the person at the front of the line. So I had to help the people that didn't have their QR codes ready. And they were like, oh, it's going to take me forever to find it. And I'm like, it's actually better if you just give me your name because <laughs> my camera is non-functional, um, which was great. So I didn't get to take any pictures, which stinks. But everybody else took pictures. There's a ton on the internet. so But it was it was a bit of a bummer. That, <laughs> that, first that, very, like, that very immersive for you that you got to experience Hawkeye luck before you played a bunch of Hawkeye? It was true. And it was kind of like, I mean, I wanted to learn everybody's names, not just scan their code and not learn it. So it helped me a little bit. Um, but it definitely made me the slow check-in person. So right. my phone will have a functioning camera next year. That is my number one rule. I promise you, you can't keep it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so intentionally break your camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll have a backup. Oh, no. He's got two. Um, I feel like I'm being painted as a very, like, villainous person right now um but that's okay that's okay we'll get through this but yeah so the the first event should we go over the first event well yes. before that before that happened um some of the developers actually were able to oh, come by right. unofficially uh it was like during their lunch break because it was a friday they came by and then there was a 
some some people that that do some I guess are involved with the community, right? Kennedy Hawk. Um somehow that Please. also they made um custom playmats for the developers, like and gave them like unofficial playmats for them. That was pretty cool. Uh, so he gave them the mic to do that of their favorite um their favorite heroes. So like yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so Caleb, MJ, Tony were all there as designers. And I know Zach from QA was there as well. So that yep. was really neat to get to talk with them and show them that like there's a almost a hundred people here, you know, celebrating what what you've put onto cardboard. So that's that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Uh, so, like you said, the the check ins were slow, and then the the first event. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the first event was Con of Heroes versus Ultron, and I really like in other games when they do these, you know, um, what are they called? Epic multiplayer events, um, or like cross table events. And we didn't want to do anything too ambitious in the first year because we didn't know how things were going to go, how many people were going to come with COVID, and how difficult it would be. So we went with a kind of easy one for this first year. And it was everybody in the room was encouraged to play Ultron at the same time. And a little recording app was created um, online. And you could register what your team name was and what heroes and aspects you were playing. And at the end of every round, each table had to record how many drones their table had defeated so far. And the numbers would cumulatively get higher. And if we got to 1,500 drones defeated or 1,250, I can't remember what the exact number we decided on. Everybody in the room was going to get a custom-made promo card from the Etsy shop, Etsy shop Make Your Peace Games. Um, so we did succeed as a con. We got 1,250 drones defeated. I think we ended up getting like 1,600 by the end, which was pretty cool. Um, and we kept kind of announcing it as we were going on how many more drones we needed. And there were some tables that they really like got into it, and they were you know stalling defeating Ultron to get more drones on the board. Um, and whether you won or lost, your drones counted, and you could start another game until we got enough drones defeated and took down that metal menace. And we had a yeah, we had a really cool app, uh, like web-based app that people mm -hmm. could go on and do it. So we got real-time like results when they were defeated. Like people, you put them in at the end of the round, right? So, yep, yeah, we. We even had seven tables play virtually. So we posted on Facebook and on Discord, and people could play from home as well. They could submit a screenshot and record their drones in the app to help help the con out. And we got to, well, I, I have the envelopes over here. Those are the last bonus prizes to go out. But those players that played from home will also get this. It ended up being a Black Panther um, custom promo hero card so yeah, those will go to those players it's, in the mail too which is cool it's super cool i've got one myself like it it replaced you know it replaced the regular one it replaced the op one i really really like that one i think it's super cool um the thing that i, I wanted to, to say that you mentioned here obviously is that um there was the remote option for the people that couldn't make it and i think that's that's super cool um is that something that we plan to do in the future for the other cons it depends on the state of the world, is what I would say. I'd always like there to be a way for the people that couldn't make it to engage, because not everybody has the same life situation, can you know travel halfway across the country to go play card games for three days. I mean, I'm 
extremely grateful that my wife was able to watch the kids while I was gone for three days, you know, doing fun stuff while the kids drove her a little bit insane. So not everybody's going to have that luxury. Um, so I don't want people to feel like they can never be involved. Um, but it is a little bit of extra headwork to, to get those virtual events going. So I'd like to always do something virtually that lets people tie in, but I don't know exactly how that'll work in the future. So TBD. TBD. Okay. But if you did like it, if you, if you're listening to this and you experienced it, um, whether you did it in person or remotely and you really liked it, um, let us know, let us know. Um, and that's, you know, that's valuable feedback, right? Yep. So, uh, Ultron is defeated, right? Ultron is um, defeated. Ultron's defeated. Uh, so many drones are defeated. And then what happens? What, what, what do you do for the rest of the day? So the rest of the day was just open gaming and the theme box of that day was Mad Titan's Shadow. So a lot of people were playing different MTS scenarios and games. Um, we played at least one more game together, right? I think so. We played with Mika and Arlang from Discord, yes, a four-player right. game. I thought we people. could tell some fun stories from that game. And who? So Mika was uh, playing Miss Mar- a Miss Marvel Justice deck. Teaching us the ways. Teaching us the ways. Uh, he's definitely pushing his heart on it. Um, I was playing in a War Machine aggression deck, of course. Um, okay. What were you playing, Kennedy Hawk? You were playing... So I think I think I was aggression Hawkeye, and Arlang was rocket protection. Interesting. And okay. It was Arlang's first time playing the Sinister Six. And you start with five villains out there, right? One more than the, the number player, of players. Yeah. And I think we were were we we were even doing standard. Yeah, we definitely we definitely played standard. We had already made this decision after that heroic game that we were going to try to play standard, as for the rest of the weekend that we are. (laughs) That was was the goal. (laughs) Whoa! You think that ended after that weekend? You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, standard for life. but yeah, so we were like, don't worry, the Sinister Six, like it's gonna be a real good scenario to like test decks out against because like they don't. There's like a lot of things to do, but they don't necessarily like just come out of nowhere and destroy us. Um, so as soon as Hold we said that, we should have known exactly what was going to happen. But we we all flipped up turn one, and I think that I think I was I think Miss Marvel was first player. That's so Miss right. Marvel gets attacks, blocks with an ally. Rocket gets attacks, blocks with an ally. Hawkeye gets attacks, blocks with someone else's ally. Um, War Machine gets attacks, blocks with an ally. And we're like, okay, we made it. Everything's great. None of them attacked and damaged us, so we're doing awesome. We deal out encounter cards, and I think Mika's card was the card that um, gives a villain plus X attack, where it's X is the number of villains in play. Oh, no. And that got put onto Scorpion. Which, which so Scorpion, is really bad for a four-player game when you haven't yeah. defeated any villains yet. So Scorpion jumps to like a base seven or eight attack. A cool And we're seven. like, we're like, all right, we're gonna get rid of Scorpion. Maybe he's gonna be a problem. And then the next card is Arlang's card, and it's the villain with the highest activation order attacks you. They get plus X attack, where X is the total attack of all the other villains in play. Well, we hadn't defeated any villains yet, so it was like a base attack of eleven, I think. <laughs> so we look around the table. We have no allies left. Miss Marvel's there at nine with no allies and no wiggle rooms. And, and one that, defense. And one defense. <laughs> Rocket's there at 
nine or ten with no allies and nothing to defend himself. And Hawkeye's there with nine health and no allies and one defense. And then Americano's War Machine is over there. Was it with eleven or twelve points of health? I think it was. I think it was just eleven. I think it was eleven. It was like the exact amount of damage Scorpion was going to do without a boost card and two defense. So we were like, "Hey, what do you think about defending this so we don't die?" Turn one. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That was our only play, so I did. Yeah, you defended, and however the boost worked out, you ended up at one HP, and then we had two more encounter cards, and luckily nothing else attacked and killed you. Um, uh, How did you feel about being the protection player um, of the group, playing aggression, and then being forced to be the protection player of the group? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that was kind of the plan. I think Kennedy Hawk stacked the deck to do that. Yeah, I do too. And, whoa, whoa, whoa! I did not even <laughs> set this deck up. I was on the other end of the table from that. And then, and then, I may have paid someone under the table to do it. And then I stayed and I flipped down to alter ego form for two rounds, and I got whoa, so whoa, much. Whoa. It was he two says rounds. It was two rounds. I think it was like seven hours. It was, it was two swear. rounds because I was at one health left, so I needed to recover a couple of times and set my board up sure. to get to a like. Uh, what is his recovery three? So like, I needed to get to like a seven, right? Two uh, rounds. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Dan saying that the seven or eight attack scorpion might be a problem. That has to be the understatement of the weekend, right? Like, that's definitely a problem. <laughs> it was a problem, but it, we we there were we bigger managed, problems. Don't we worry. We managed to to come back from that. It was that was the setback, and then once we were able to get everything set up and. We were able my, to pretty handily take care of the, the villains. My yeah. other favorite point in that game is I had my Hawkeye Aggression deck, and it was 40 cards. And I decided to walk by Shield HQ, and I was like, I'm going to add a 41st card to my deck. And I grabbed a Symbiote suit. Yeah, he did. Now we're talking. So after War Machine goes down to one health, I'm like, I probably need some Meat Shield buffer. So turn two, I played like a Symbiote suit. Whatever turn it ended up being where like... It was the turn after I was first player, so someone else had to deal with the hazard icon. Yeah, I think you did. It was when had... War Machine was first player. <laughs> you so, had it. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, so I played it, and everybody else had to deal with the hazard, and then I had to deal with the hazard for one turn, and then the very on that turn I that I had to deal with the hazard, my hazard card was caught off guard. And I'm no, like, I, I don't think this. I don't think really that you had to. Table. I think you got caught off guard before it was your turn. Before you were the first player. I kept caught off guarding my bow, though, and like flipping down. And people were like, no, get rid of the symbiote suit. And I'm like, no, I like the extra cards. I'm not going to do that. No, I like it. You guys have to deal with the encounter card, not me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My extra encounter is... card, every time I was first player, was caught off guard. And I flipped down three times with Hawkeye to go find my bow in so, symbiote form. It was awesome. So I love it. Kennedy Hawk's tagline for the whole weekend was, that's a you problem. I, oh, and th- I that is it. 100%. That's my tagline in life. <laughs> how it, it is. It so much. <laughs> that was definitely Hawkeye's uh, take on life in that game. For sure. I actually, I feel like that spread around the room. Because I actually use that with Adderkop all the time when we play. I'm like, oh, here's your obligation. That's a you problem. And that's how like our, our group that plays on Friday nights here that's like how we communicate that like I have your obligation or I have something that is a problem for you, right? If I'm, if it's like defeat all the allies and I have no allies, I pass it to the player that has allies and I'm like, this is a you problem. And I started hearing more and more tables and people use it. <laughs> like as stop, I man. played it with them, you it just slowly, spread. It was you, amazing. I you love slowly it. slowly stopped playing and just 
started walking around the room just so you could hear people say it. That's true. The other uh, one we use is if we if we go to alter ego form, we we say we're going to bed or we're taking a nap. So we're like, oh, I'm going to bed. And I heard a couple people pick that one up too. So I felt pretty good. It was good. Uh, Americano, did you say bang bang bucks at all? I did not. Unbelievable. I know. I was I was really saving it for you because I know that that's like I'm pretty sure you've got that trademarked. So that's a year two thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I can. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm walking off the ledge now. We're good. We're good. That's. <laughs> so we. Yeah, so we played so, that game, right? Yep. Go ahead. Oh no, go. I'm just. I'm narrating. I can't well, remember yeah, what happened. So we played that game. Then there was a lot of uh, just games we bounced around. Kennedy Hawk and I, and the, I think Mag and Hone both did it too. But whenever we got to play with somebody new, we had them sign our play mats for the Con of Heroes. Like, uh, just because, why not? It was, it yeah, was just yeah. a fun thing. That's really cool. And, and, uh, and then every odd hour, so one, three, five, seven, nine, I think. It checks out. Those um, are all odd hours. Those are all odd hours. Um, we gave, we had this really cool setup. We had this game center has this glass case where we put all these prizes, a whole bunch of prizes in there and we raffled off a whole bunch of stuff. We just called, called people that had checked in, um, to come down and, and get different prizes. So we had, I think day one, we had, a a whole bunch of like the OP kits. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we had OP kits. We had play mats. Um, we had Player, some like, MCM playmats and some of our MCM mods. Um, there were bit like bit token holders. Um, yeah, token holders, health dials, dashboards from Etsy creators. It was it was pretty cool. Comic, comic books. We had even we had a uh, some Marvel adjacent Marvel Champions adjacent games. So like Arkham Horror, the card game was in there, and like a Deadpool unmatched set. Yep. Sweet. Um, and and people had I mean people had a great time getting free stuff. Yeah, it and... was pretty cool. My my local comic shop actually donated all those comics. And what I did is they were like, Yeah, sure, we can donate a bunch from like our, you know, massive pile of things in the back. So they said, Give me a list of all the heroes you can play as and they went and found a comic with each hero on the cover for at least one of the ones that they donated. So we had that's, all the heroes. That's why you support up your local through comic. Up through Ironheart with, uh, yeah, exactly. So like, I'll I'll definitely keep buying from them because that's awesome. Oh, I, I should also comics on Facebook. Give them. A I should up. also point out, uh, the first day of the convention was when Nova and Ironheart released, mm-hmm. and so Games Center ordered extra. I'm pretty sure extra um, copies because there were a whole bunch of people that when they got to Games Center for when the convention opened, uh, they went to the front and bought. Ironheart and Nova first before they checked in. Uh, which I don't blame them because everyone was excited to play them. And uh, so we did We did notice a lot of Ironheart. More Ironheart than Nova, I think, over the weekend was the consensus. But yep. there was a lot of Nova and Ironheart being played. My understanding is that they they had like 30 copies up front and they sold out in the first 20 minutes. And they went and got 30 more copies and they sold out of those. And then they got one more restock, and that's the one that didn't sell out. <laughs> so it's pretty oh, good. I, I thought you were going to say, and then they had Caleb in the back making more copies of the card, like yeah, by hand, yeah, by scanning. Hand, so. He's scanning them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun for a lot of people to 
to be there for a game a weekend all about marvel champions and then these hero these hero packs drop the same week same day of the start of the convention um and then they get all this cool swag and i mean that was that was it that was day one it was a any other standout games for you from day one um no not that i can remember i mean (laughs) i'm sure there i'm sure if i went back and looked um there would be if i well i said i was ill prepared but in my little game log here i had one other really fun game that i played with a couple of folks from california and uh they also asked me to play hawkeye so i obliged i actually brought six decks with me and Every time I sat at a table with someone that wasn't like from the organizer group, I would ask them who they'd want me to play. And I think only one time was I not told play Hawkeye. So I played a lot of Hawkeye, which I won't complain about. It was amazing. But this table in particular was super gracious and awesome. So they were playing Spider-Man from the corset and Ghost Spider. And I have never played as Hawkeye before and not been worried about health. But like every turn... I felt like they were fighting over who got to defend for me. And it yes. was so great because I was yes. just like, this is, this is exactly what I want. I'm just going to every turn and sit here and you all can deal with the villain. That's awesome. <laughs> we played against Sandman and it went really, really well. It was, well, that it was, was awesome. that I will say, I will say Adderkopf, that Sandman seems to have been the villain scenario of the weekend. Yeah, so for sure. It's so much fun. Uh, it's a, it's a great fun. And like it, it, it's like almost every table at one point had Sandman out there. It, it was like, we, we weren't even doing a Sandman event. Uh, anyway. I thought you were going to say Venom Goblin was the character of the weekend, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, that's, let's not talk about that. Okay. I don't, I don't like, like Venom Goblin. So, so, of course, rough and irritating. So, so day two uh, of the con, it was Saturday. We had uh, the same thing going on throughout the day with the prizes, the raffles, every odd hour. I kind of almost became like the de facto MC. Yeah, that's what I heard. Did you, did you um, hit anybody with a uh, good morning or uh, top of the con to you? Anything like that? Um, Anything really like horny? No, I did. I did pull a Ferris Bueller's reference. Um, okay, tell me about it. When when nobody was answering, when I I think it was somebody that hadn't checked in yet or something, and I was just the the little app we had to pull random names didn't work with our ticketing service this year but it will next year we've got a new one and tested it already but basically if if someone didn't check in so they weren't there it wouldn't remove them from the pool and unless they came up to get a prize it again didn't remove them from the pool so some people that like weren't able to make it would just continuously be called um (laughs) and you'd just be like i feel like this is the seventh time we've called this person are you here no no yeah so it was i mean it was great it was great to call people have them run up come get their their fun prizes um and what's that like a game show like a game show yeah i felt like drew carey cool good rep kind of i should have wore a suit yeah that'd um, be cool. it's really it gets hot in there though so maybe not yeah but i i mean it i wouldn't get I just, hot in there don't worry it, about it, it. <laughs> uh and then and then we also had um like a whole bunch of like a table of cookies, some some snacks um, as part of admission, and I think people like that. Like people just kept coming up and getting cookies. Sure. Well, who, um, who doesn't like cookies, right? I know. And on top of the the pretty good food at Game Center, so um, 
And, and then, it wasn't just like a table of cookies. It was, I think we, we did something like we ordered 150 jumbo cookies, but the person in the kitchen thought they weren't big enough or something. So they decided to double the order because they didn't look jumbo enough, but they were actually jumbo cookies. And then we had 300 of them. So like, amazing. We just, I just had to keep eating them. There was nothing I could do. Right. Right. It's out of your hands at that point. Right? It was, it was for the con. Right. It was for the you did it you did it for the people. It wasn't about you. That's why I ate a dozen Snickerdoodles that day. Totally. Oh my god, I love a good Snickerdoodle. <laughs> so that so Saturday was the um, the event that, that we had. The, the event we had on Saturday was the campaign. So the Con of Heroes 2022 campaign, custom campaign that that was part of the swag um, that we mentioned earlier. So Kennedy Huck, why don't you go? briefly explain what it was and how they all tied together um yeah so so we wanted to give out some cool swag that lets you enhance your marvel champions game and i know ffg makes awesome products and anything that our you know organizing team comes up with is probably going to pale in comparison to what professionals can make when it's their job right but we wanted to give people something cool to play at the con something to go home and talk about so we made two modular sets and commissioned art for them to give away at the con. So these are unofficial custom content sets, but they were used in the campaign. Um, so basically the place we printed cards for them um, charged us the same amount based on anywhere from 10 to like 18 cards. So we had four extra cards left over in our card slot of how many cards we could print for our price point. So we put together and designed a four scenario campaign. And I think on the event log, it was called a Marvel Champions Iron Man event. Um, kind of like Mythos Busters and Arkham does a lot of these Iron Man events where you try to play through an entire cycle. They say in one sitting, but right, you can get up and go to the bathroom and get food. But like in one play groups, one play session. Yes. So to be clear, not Iron Man the hero, like Iron yes, Man. Yes. A lot of people showed event. up thinking this was like an Iron Man multiverse event with a lot of Iron Man, but we didn't force anyone to play Iron Man. Um, some people did. That was okay. But basically, you'd play through a series of four scenarios, and we can talk about which ones they were. Um, a lot of groups made it through three because it turns out four scenarios when they're longer scenarios in Marvel Champions is really long. So next year's planning team has already come up with what we think is going to be our campaign. And it's only three scenarios long to let people sort of bounce around more and see more games. Um, but you started out against Red Skull because who doesn't like a good Red Skull? And it was Red Skull with Galactic Artifacts and Power Stone and Hydra Patrol. So it was like a souped up Red Skull. And you didn't have any bonuses yet. Um, and it wasn't using any of the custom content. And basically, it was a fail-forward campaign. So whether your team wins or loses, you still move on to the next scenario. And like a different bonus or different setup happens based on if you won or lost the first scenario. The old Arkham Horror Special. Exactly. Or Imperial Assault or at many games from FFG that I love. So you play against Red Skull. And he's got the Reality Stone right in that Um scenario that's like the storyline for it so at the end um a badoon headhunter shows up and grabs a satchel from red skull that has not just the power stone modular set but also the reality stone in it and scenario two you went up against drang and the band of badoon they were teaming up with them and the children of thanos modular sets along with ship command power stone and standard 
Angie puts the reality stone from the Infinity Gauntlet modular set into play. And basically, each time the charge-up ability goes off on the Badoon ship, the players as a team also choose one person to resolve the special ability on Reality Stone, which gets rid of an upgrade support or ally. <laughs> um, so he got the Reality Stone from Red Skull. And I believe, did we get... An, I can't remember if we got an upgrade for that one or not. There were some upgrades you would get. Yeah, you got to pick a tech upgrade before that one. So you're then, using like the tech upgrades and the magic and if you failed, upgrades. Are those the double-sided ones? Um, no, no. This oh, one was if, one. if you failed to defeat Red Skull, then Drang would start with the Power Stone. And if you that's did right. defeat him, then the first heroes would start with it. So it kind of helped push you ahead a little bit. Um, after that... Thanos shows up to take, you know, the Infinity Stones from Drang because he's real irritated that Drang was defeated, even though he had sent his children and Black Order henchmen to help him out. And it gets revealed that Thanos was actually doing a double deal, and he was working with one of the custom modular sets. He was working with a scroll infiltration modular set. So one of the sets that we gave away as part of your sort of swag was illustrated by Parker Simpson, who does a lot of like Star Wars Destiny custom fan art and a lot of other awesome, cool fan art. Um, and it was a scroll infiltration-themed set. So there were a couple minions that sort of did ally hate. There was a scroll overseer that basically, when revealed, would discard an ally, and they had attack equal to the number of allies in play. Um, there was a sleeper agent, which was like a 1-1 minion that was pretty weenie, but when revealed, you would remove an ally you control from the game, like forever. So one of your allies turned out to be a Skrull. Um, and I saw a lot of groups play that ally very or that minion very interestingly. I think he offers like a cool decision point, because since he's a 1-1, you can kind of let him sit out there. And you don't want them to keep showing up and getting revealed. So it encourages you to decide, should I engage with this minion or like risk leaving them on the board? Um, there were a couple treachery cards where allies would attack each other, like Paranoia. They were paranoid that the other ally was a scroll, um, And just scrolly ally hate kind of stuff like that. Um, and I should mention there was also, this happened in Drang, there was a new standard set that we created as well. So one of the mods was a new standard set, creatively called a new standard, and one was called Scroll Infiltration. Um, so the standard set this year was all based around hand hate and like sort of hitting players' hands. Um, so there's a side scheme instead of the normal advance. They follow the normal standard pattern where there's two cards that kind of deal with threat, two cards that create an attack, a card that hits your board state, a card that brings minions out, and a card that deals with your nemesis set. And they're ordered in the same way. So if you want to, you could run new standard cards one through six, and you could put in the normal shadows of the past, or you could put in just the advances from the standard set, and then the rest of the cards from the normal standard set. But anyway, the, the new advance was a side scheme instead of a treachery card. And basically, it was a delayed advance. So after step one of the villain phase, you duplicate any threat on that side scheme onto the main scheme. So instead of you know destroying you in solo, you now have a turn to deal with that three threat. But if you don't, it could build up and snowball turn after turn. But it also, when revealed, would discard your hand and have you draw four. So it would like cycle your hand out, hit your hand a little bit. Um, 
The attack card did something dip similar. It had you discard a random card and gave the villain a bonus based on what that card's resource was. The minion card basically discarded cards until it found a minion, the new version of Gang Up. So it would bring a minion out, and then for each minion engaged with you, you'd have to discard a card, and then the villain would come at you, just like normal Gang Up. The new Shadows of the Past basically shuffles your nemesis set into the encounter deck and then surges. So instead of plopping them all right away, it shuffles them in. But if you can't shuffle them in, so if this is your second time drawing that card, there's like an extra negative bonus. And then the card that was probably the most painful for most people is the new Caught Off Guard. Because I find Caught Off Guard to be a very wimpy treachery card most of the time. Because a lot of times I'll just like discard an honorary Avenger or something that doesn't really matter. Or resourceful. Um, or resourceful, exactly. A card that really doesn't matter. <laughs> but the, the new one is called Chain Reaction. And it's got some really cool art of live Oct Olivia Octavius doing some sciencey stuff in a sciencey lab. Um, and it says, when revealed, discard an ally, upgrade or support you control. Then discard each card in your hand with a cost equal to or greater than the discarded card. So it really makes you decide if I discard that honorary Avenger, I'm also like discarding my whole hand. But if I discard this Quinn carrier, yeah, it sets me back, but I still get to like help deal with the villain this turn. And there's definitely some feel bad moments, but there's also some good decision making moments. So it's probably the hardest and most variable card in the set, I think, is Chain Reaction. But sure. I saw many people smile at it and many people shake their fists at it. So I felt like it was a good encounter card. <laughs> I feel like shaking the fist is the most authentic, um, the most authentic curse that you can give at a convention based on a comic book card game. Is yeah, shaking the fist. So a lot of people's campaigns ended with Thanos right there. And you got other bonuses to help you deal with Thanos. So the trick with Thanos is when you got to Thanos, there was a special setup that said, all right. Thanos has been revealed to work, be working with the Skrulls, but guess what? Every ally in your deck is a Skrull. Remove them from the game. And then go take cards from your collection or from your sideboard and complete a 40-card deck. You can put other allies in, but anything that was removed from the game, you can't use. So you had to go back up and build a deck that got you to 40 cards and fight against Thanos. And it, there was like a special rule in each of these scenarios. So the special rule for Thanos was each time you defeated a minion, you'd shuffle one of those set-aside allies back into your deck. So you were like rescuing your allies from these scrolls that had like kidnapped them. Um, it's really cool. Which was That's, super fun. Yeah. Why don't we just play like that normally all the time? Well, I, I love it. P.S. <laughs> these are available online you can go and print these out if you didn't go you yeah conofheroes.com slash print hyphen and hyphen play um or if you just go there there's a big link at the top for print and play yeah. um they're even on like printable sheets so you can print them at your computer and just sleeve them in front of i don't know buy a second core set and sleeve them in front of those cards or something buy a wrecking crew set also, just as, as an aside, Parker Simpson has made um, coloring pages available for the artwork he did for it, and I've already printed out like all these for my kids to color, and they've colored them, and they love it. For your so, kids. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. A, that's yeah. the story I'm sticking with. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. that's my story. Um, <laughs> so the campaign probably should have ended there, and at one point in the design it did, but we wanted to... So if you noticed here, we've gone through every box in Marvel Champions. We went through Red Skull. 
we went through Galaxy's Most Wanted, and we went through Mad Titan Shadow. Mm-hmm. And when we were getting ready to send these to the printers, this is like a classic move. We were like three days out when the Sinister Motives box leaked. So I played through like the first three scenarios really quickly. And I like briefly looked at the other scenarios and I saw that Venom Goblin was in there. And I was like, what if the whole storyline, because there's like a loose narrative going through this, was Thanos and the Skrulls were just trying to get the Avengers and Guardians off planet because it wasn't just an alliance between the Skrulls and Thanos. The symbiotes were in there too and they were attacking New York Yes. Well, you were off planet. So you had to go back with all your rescued allies, make the best 40 card deck you could and take on Venom Goblin. And that ended up being a pretty long campaign because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Red Skull is a very grindy long scenario and Drang's a pretty quick scenario, but then um, Thanos is a really long scenario and Venom Goblin is a really long scenario. So we told teams they could comp- they could end after Thanos or they could go back to New York and fight against Venom Goblin. And we had a campaign logbook at the front from Tesseract Games. They make these like books that you can like record your plays in on each page. So we had each team come up and fill out a campaign log sheet saying like this was our team, this is how far we got. These are like how many allies we, we rescued or things like that. So there were there were three teams that ended up beating Expert Venom Goblin at the end of the campaign. Um, there were two teams that lost to Venom Goblin at the end of the campaign. And then there were a lot of standard teams that beat Venom Goblin. It was about 50-50 teams that stopped at Thanos and teams that went all the way through to the big VG. So... Um, good to me. That's that's a good rate. Well, for I guess it's for the second to last scenario, but even so, yeah, you could have I would love to continue doing campaigns that celebrate each box of Marvel Champions, but we know box five has already been announced. And I don't think it's tractable to do that many scenarios. So I don't want to spoil who the villains are for the next campaign, uh, the custom campaign, because we are planning for Con of Heroes to have a custom campaign in 2023. But I will tell you that it's only three scenarios, and we've made sure to not pick three of the longest four scenarios in Marvel champions like we did this year. So that will hopefully help people get through it a little bit faster. Um, But yeah, so we played in the same table for that with the organizers and that was really fun. Um, I enjoyed doing that. I don't know if I'd do it again because I really liked playing with like the community and different people. Um, I was going to, I was going to say in general, I thought it was fun. Now I was gonna say I met a lot of cool people and a lot of people that I didn't get to play games with that I if they're able to come next year I'm looking forward to. Yeah, how many signatures did you get on your playmat? I don't know, man. Not not enough is the answer. I got twenty six. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, flex. I I did. Yeah, big flex. I didn't get enough, and I need to get more. So next year, um, I'm hoping to do that. So that was the campaign. People could also play that from home, and we did mail those prizes out already. So. Um, seven groups played it from home so we were able to draw a few of those randomly and they got mailed the campaign custom print set so that was pretty cool Um, and that was a a large chunk of the day that was the main event for that day and then it was kind of open play and the themed box was Sinister Motives there wasn't a lot of Venom Goblin play after that I can tell you that (laughs) but I saw a lot of Sandman, I saw a lot of Sinister Six I played Mysterio with a couple people Nice. Um, 
I think after the campaign, I made this decision point in my brain that said, I don't want to play expert here anymore. And I don't want to play four player here anymore. I want to play a lot of two and three players. So the rest of the, the rest of the event, I basically only played two and three player games just with anyone I could find that was looking for a game. And that's how I like got a ton of games in really fast. And that was, that was super fun. A lot of standard easy breezy games, but we made it fun by having good conversation. It's really good. Right. Um, so that was Saturday. Yeah, that, that was, was Saturday. That was day two. That was Saturday. Um, and next year I intend to make that uh, Adderday. So Adderday. Yeah. So you can hang out and see what I have in store for that. Nice. Um, yeah. That yeah. Sounds like a you problem. It is going to be an everyone problem, I assure you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so day three, which is obviously the best and the saddest day of the con uh, simultaneously. I don't want to talk about this. Okay. It's too All much. Right. No, we, 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 let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Then we're done. <laughs> okay. So day, day three, you wake up. You presumably have another vegan breakfast. And then... You get to the game center. You have so the hours were different for this day, right? Isn't it like it's oh it closes at two or something? And it closed at ten six. To six. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And the, okay. the con closed at five. The con closed with the like an hour before the center closed each day, so that we could clean the room and empty the room um, and lock everything up. So the con closed at five, and game center closed at six. Okay. So. By day three, did you have anything on your on your uh, agenda that was like, okay, I didn't get to do it Friday or Saturday. I'm doing it today, 100%. I did. So there were so there were three people that I had promised I would play a game of Marvel Champions, and I got to play with all three of them on Sunday, which was awesome. I basically ignored all responsibilities as an organizer on Sunday. He, de- he definitely did. I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> I was done. I was done with that stuff. That's not true. I did a little bit. No, Come on. No, you did. Americano, that sounds like a you problem. That yeah. was de- it definitely was what I told problem. him. I walked away. <laughs> um, but Sunday's theme was not just celebrate Marvel Champions, but like the people that play Marvel Champions are really awesome, right? This is a 10,000 person Facebook group. It's a 4,000 person Discord at this point. Jeez. And like this game has really gotten that community through, you know, a global event like a pandemic and some of those people that I talk to on Discord, right? They're some of my best friends, right? I talk to them every day. I talk to Americano every day, but we had never met each other before the con, right? So we you said, you know, day. we well, talk every day. I wasn't supposed to say man. that in front of him. Was um, I, oh, I talk to you every day, Adderkop, but you just don't talk back. So yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. No, that's, that's right. That's right. No, he's he's right. He's right. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um. So Sunday's theme was not like we we all play Marvel Champions and we have that in common, which is like a cool rallying point for us all to discuss. But we all love other games too. Like I own upwards of 300 games in my house and I don't play any of them nearly enough. I play Marvel Champions a lot. That one probably gets played enough. But everything else gets neglected. And I want to share all these games that I love with other people. Um, so we had people pack Marvel adjacent games and other games that they wanted to play. And the community just played all sorts of games. There was a lot of champions played um, and there was a lot of non-champions played. And that was really cool to see what is someone's favorite game. Um, So I got to play like 12 different games that day. I think I played Scythe. We, We played Scythe with Andy N and 
spider mana, right? Yep. I got and wrecked. It was fine. We got wrecked. We all got wrecked. <laughs> Andy ended very well. Yes, he did. Andy um, ended all of you. Andy ended all of us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He gave us away like Toy Story 3 when Andy gives his toys away. He just God, did not no. care. No. Yeah, you're crying now. I know, me too. I know, I can't focus on anything else. I'm just sad. (laughs) Um, I played the My Hero CCG with Spider-Mana because we talk about it on Discord all the time and we got to play once over the internet, but now we got to play in person. And then we taught two other people that game. I know there was an unmatched table going on. Yep, got to play some unmatched. Um, A couple other like just small games from... The game center. I played a couple of other games that I brought. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I got to play um, another game of Sinister Six that day with a father-son duo that were local. Um, it was so cool to see them like playing Marvel Champions together. So I, I was like, "Let me jump in on this," and they're like, "Yeah, come on in." Uh, and I definitely drove them behind. I was playing Drax Protection <laughs> and uh and like I just didn't get Dwight Thiet whatever. Uh, um, Dwight Thiet style. Yeah, uh, I didn't get that. that was like the Dwight second to last card in my in my deck. I yeah. think the real like, problem is you didn't have Night Nurse in your deck. I'm just saying. No, I did put Night Nurse in my deck. Oh you added you added yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. Okay. Um that was after that disaster. But they had Quicksilver leadership and Miss Marvel Justice. I, so I got to see a lot of Miss Marvel. But it was really it was more of like, man, this is what I want my relationship to be with my kids when they can play this game and like hold their own because they just had a yeah. blast playing it and it was fun to see that. That's just, that's super cool. Yeah, I, uh, Kennedy talking about the the family from the LA area just being super enthusiastic and then you know this story here like that's that's cool. That's the whole point of the convention, right? That's why we're there. Yeah, I played with one other father-son couple, and it wasn't the same one. And it was the same feeling. Like, my son likes to play Marvel Champions with me, but it's really just me playing two-handed with him, like, picking his favorite art from his hand and me saying, well, that's a defense card. You can't play that during the hero phase. Well, that, Why didn't you tell me earlier? Right? That's a right. suboptimal so, play. That's a suboptimal yeah. play. <laughs> it, it can be fun to play standard that way because, like, they don't always progress the board state in the right way. Sometimes it's the wrong way, and then you have to, like, pull the team out. But... Seeing families play together was super cool. I loved that. That sounds awesome. Like that's that's the the thing that I wanted to see the most is like, you know, not the people who are I guess I guess you could say in the trenches when it comes down to uh, consuming the the product. You know, that that five percent player base, but the people who who picked it up at a game store and came home and showed it their, showed it to their neighbors or you know their casual play group and and I want to see how they play the game and how they enjoy it. And that's so that's so cool that it's that it's overwhelmingly positive, right? Yeah, that's a, that's great. Um, I think lending but, itself to be it, it it being a cooperative game lends itself to open up those doors, those avenues more. I think than a competitive game potentially. Um, and then the fact that it has super, you can just be a superhero, right? I think that's yeah, those two yeah, things totally. combined. There were at least two things I didn't get to do Sunday that I really wanted to. Um. There were a couple of us on Board Game Geek that have been talking about the con in some private threads and in the the con of Heroes thread on Board Game Geek, and we were all going to play Lord of the Rings. And I wanted to make time to play Lord of the Rings with them all, and I never found like the window open when they were like switching between games, which was a bummer. So if they come again next year, I 
severely apologize that I never got to come play Lord of the Rings with you. I brought all of my new starter decks from the the new starter reprints, um, and I core. didn't get to play with them. But I have played with them since then, and I do still love that game. So, playing, yeah, I was going to say I've been playing since the convention. I've been playing Lord of the Rings, so it's super fun. Good, 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 good. Um, and I didn't get to play Flesh and Blood with Sko. I got to play with Sko from Discord at least two or three games of Marvel Champions, and I know they brought a bunch of Flesh and Blood with them to teach on Sunday, and I ran out of time. I didn't get to play it, so. I'm going to try to make them teach me over the internet because I own a bunch of it that I have like played two or three times. So now I need someone that actually knows how to do things to teach me. Um, but those were the two things on Sunday. I feel like I really missed on because I had like committed myself ahead of time to being like, I'm going to do this. And then I didn't get to it. Like out. I know it, many... this is why I didn't want to talk about Sunday. I'm like sad now too many games to play. Not enough time. <laughs> and it is a problem in life. <laughs> And that uh, was Sunday, right? That was yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that's man. That's uh, I, I'm I'm so disappointed that I that I missed it because it sounds like it was literally everything that I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was. Except that you weren't there. Like you right. wanted to be there. I assume. Right. But... That was the big. Yeah, that's the biggest one. Actually, <laughs> we continued playing games Sunday night too because we we had a very early flight on Monday, which I would not do again. I would just make my <laughs> flight in the afternoon. Definitely um, not. And we were at this point in the night. We got to our hotel right by the airport, and we were like, "Should we like our flight's at four a.m.? We got to leave at like two. Should we just play games until two and then go to the airport?" And we started out by being like, "Yeah, we should do that." And then it got to be like eleven thirty, and we were like, "Maybe we should take a nap." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's gonna be a bad day tomorrow when we get home and have to deal with kids not having slept. Um, <laughs> so. We did take a nap. That was probably the right decision. But it made me sad because we had to stop playing games. But we played Star Wars LCG and Versus System and something else. I don't remember. But it was our continuation of play other card games that we love day. Right. And convince people to buy them. Right. How many how many extra games would you say that you convince people to play? Or to buy, rather? <laughs> I don't know if that's a number that I should say out loud. <laughs> I guess for the protection of the people who participated, it's uh, not a good number. Yeah, yeah. Um, in case those people's spouses are listening, I'm not going to answer that question. Excellent. I know that when we started the convention, there were six booster boxes of the My Hero CCG at the front of the store. And when we ended the convention, there was only one. One booster whole box? About, I, one booster box. And I won't talk a about box. who bought those five boxes. But five boxes were bought by someone or multiple people. It wasn't just someone. So I know allegedly we at least bought. Yeah, allegedly bought. They could have been stolen. I don't know. Probably not. True. That's a that's a really good system. Um I'll pack my my spike deck. Um yes. because I have I have some UFS stuff, but not the my hero because I'm not really a, an anime guy. But um not yet. Not yet. Stop. I'm, well, Stop I guess it. I shouldn't say that as I'm talking about about my my spike deck because I, I feel like Cowboy Bebop is uh, exceptional in a lot of different ways. So you can it you is. can say that you're not an anime guy and still like Cowboy Bebop. This is true. But uh, yeah, no, that's super cool. Yeah, the, um, the convention was awesome, and 
Uh, five out of five was, stars would go again. There was, there was. Uh, I wanted to share this with you. I think you know this, Adricop, but there was even one point where someone was playing. They were playing against um, our our MCM modular set, the MCM Madness set, mm-hmm. and uh, your your minion card came out. You know, your two scheme, two attack, and um, you reduce the cost. No, increase, increase the, cost the cost of each of basic, basic card by yeah. one. And then when you revealed, you have to reveal a physical comic book. If no comic book was revealed this way, discard each aspect card from your hand. And since we had that, that case full of comic books, someone was able to go grab one and reveal it and not have to discard all the aspect cards from their hand. Excellent. So, I, uh, I got a message from a listener. Um that it was all it said was you're lucky that there were comic books there that's all it said <laughs> and uh i'm i'm happy that's the kind of that's the kind of cryptic uh message that i want to be receiving kind of kind of vaguely threatening sort of like what are you talking about um but i knew i knew that that somebody was having a good time playing with our cards yep <laughs> i did have a lot of people walk up to me and Tell me they hate me as a minion, and I was like, I understand. Sure. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and and why wouldn't you? That's the point, right? Yeah, exactly. Who likes those minions? Nobody. Well, what we know is that people could play the packs and have a good time and win. So the next pack that we make um, will be impossible to beat. Yes, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. That's that's a that's do a good player. We're experience. working on the MCM stuff, and oh, I guess we should do like a preview of next year's con, right? Sure. Yeah. What's yeah, con let's next year? Let's wrap that. There's, let's wrap there's that a con next that. year, May fifth through May seventh, twenty twenty three. Funny story about that. It was originally a week later, which is Mother's Day weekend, and um, <laughs> when the organizers got together and talked about dates, that didn't even like cross my mind. People suggested a date. I saw I wasn't traveling for work, and I said, "Let's do it. This sounds great." And then. At the con, someone came up to me and said, you know, that's Mother's Day weekend, right? And I was like, oh, no, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> this, I'm this not, can't I'm not, happen. I'm not going to get approval for this. So luckily, we were able to change it before the con even ended, back to one week earlier, May 5th through May 7th. Um, so not conflicting with Mother's Day, because that was our goal to not do. And we will not moms, do that. Moms, you're welcome. Yeah, it'll be at the same place, Game Center. In Roseville, we'll be at the same place, Game Center. We're going to try to do one to two events a day. Um, there will be some sort of epic multiplayer event again. It'll be a little bit more... Um, more epic? A little bit more epic, a little bit more multiplayer than the Ultron event. And I think I'm almost at like... I've almost got like the test set up for that. I've just got to find enough people to test it with a couple tables. So that should be pretty cool. Um, we should be able to preview the cards and art way earlier this year. So that'll be neat. Um, there will be a custom campaign, Iron Man again on Sunday, like I said, or Saturday. Like I said, it'll be three instead of um, four scenarios long. And I think we have two other, like the room all plays the same villain events planned. And I'm not going to reveal who they are yet. Um, but based on things that happen in your game, it'll sort of affect the whole room. Um, similar yes. to like counting all the Ultron drones as a whole room, the community will have to win as a room, which will be pretty cool. But there'll be like low maintenance ones, like the Ultron one, and there'll be one more high maintenance one. 
And then Sunday, I'm super excited about. So if anyone's listening to this and is like a content creator in the community um, or a host at God of Heroes, but they've already been told already, Sunday's event, instead of being like play another game day, is going to be play with like a content creator or someone like that you know from the community day. So at least MCM as a team will have a table out there where each of us will have sort of a setup for two players plus us probably. I think we'll limit it to like three player tables. And you'll be able to bring a deck for us to play with you and one of your friends. We'll play a three player game with you. You pick what deck we play. We'll have a scenario set up and have a great time. That way we can play with as many people um, as possible because we really want to play with everybody. Basically, you can make me play Miss Marvel. Yeah, you can make me play Protection. Yep, I you should like definitely you, do it. No, you, you should can def- make me play. You definitely do it. <laughs> so, hmm, this sounds this this is going to be like uh, getting picked for dodgeball. So, like, if people show up and they don't, nobody wants to play with, uh, say, Americano because they're like, oh, he's just going to play green cards. What's he going to contribute to the board? Right. Yeah. I'll, I mean, just sit there. I'll just sit there and pout because that's what happens. What that's what happened to me when I didn't get picked for dodgeball. Right. You should like backseat play other games around you. That's what <laughs> happened. Yep. Yeah. I'll just skip school and go to the comic store. Right. That's what I used to do when I didn't get picked for dodgeball. So. Okay. Oh wait, I'm not yeah. supposed to say that anymore, am I? I have kids no, you, now. You, no, you can say it now. We're not listening yeah. to this. That's okay. Well, they will be. Yeah. It's, it's on the internet. It's on the internet forever. It oh. was. Oh, I should point out. I should point out. Um, we did have. Um, a deal with the hotel. It was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We talked about this, but there were like there was a breakfast for the. You had breakfast vouchers if you had tickets to the convention. Um, and it was walking. It's walking distance. So that's. I think that's the plan for next year too. So yeah, really cool. Same hotel, um, I think. And the the last event is kind of affiliated with the con, kind of not. Um, we would love to do like a live MCM show. A couple of people asked us if we would, if we were going to do one this year or if we were going to stream live from there. And we might try to do like a stream table or something like that. But everybody's coming from like across the country to play Marvel Champions and meet people. And I don't want to absorb all of their time. I already feel bad enough for interrupting them for all these raffles and announcements. Um, so instead I of doing, I didn't feel bad for it. Well, I didn't really I feel bad. I enjoyed it, but I, I felt bad. Like when they're in the middle of a game and they get interrupted, um, they're like, wait, what did but, I do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, instead, of, instead of doing a live show during the convention, what we're going to try to do with as many hosts of MCM that come, that can come is we're going to do a live show at the hotel the night before the convention on Thursday night. So once the events are solidified and on the website, this is kind of like our, you know, preview and primer of it. We'll get like the time announced for that and let everybody know that if anybody that wants to come and see a live show, you can, we'll definitely be getting audience participation in that live show. And I think we have a pretty fun event where everyone from the audience is going to get to help. I don't know, maybe, construct a deck for us through some sort of draft format so you'll be building a deck for each mcm host that will be forced to play in a game even if it's green even if it's green green. this is great and (laughs) it'll be in person and before the convention so we can guarantee that we'll be rowdy yes exactly 100 percent. yeah that's just what i am yeah you have you have my word that 
things are gonna things are gonna cut loose uh unless the hotel says to stop then we're, then we're gonna listen yeah then we're gonna start singing footloose right they can't stop us um if you can lead it sure yeah i got it don't worry we're good to go and that was it. That's kind of heroes. Everything that was coming out again next year. Be sure to watch that website. The dates are not going to change at this point. They are what they are, and they are going to be May fifth through seventh, twenty twenty three. So we hope we can get even more people to join us out there um, to play some awesome Marvel Champions. Yeah, hope to see everybody there. Hope to see myself there. Um, Me too. Yeah. So hope to see you guys also there. Hope to see people in general. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Any any other questions for us as the person that, that is learning about this event? Hmm. Um I know that uh normal normal con protocol is to pack snacks and drinks and stuff for throughout the day, but um but I just emphasize that really food. It's so you're not going to get garbage. It doesn't feel overpriced. And, uh, you know, it has an open bar. So that's cool. Or not an open bar, but it has a bar that's open that will see things. <laughs> yeah, I ate almost all at Games Under that weekend. And then I had to eat salads for like a week after because I felt like I had eaten so much food. Uh, we went out for one meal on one day, but I really want to spend as much time at the con playing games as I can. So I dislike removing myself from the con for an hour to go eat when I could be playing another game um, and, you know, destroying my health with, with really greasy, delicious food. Right. Right. I recommend the bacon burger. True American. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cap would approve. I'm pretty I sure. Just, I, I salute the cook uh, excessively, and he asks me to stop. So, yeah, very American. Well, that's everything. That's it. That's, that's the it. show. That's, that's a wrap. We done it. Thanks for Either. tuning in. We don't have like a official MCM challenge for this episode, but if you wanted to print and play the Con of Heroes modular sets or find them on a computer program of some kind, um, you can find us at Discord and we can point those out to you. And what I would recommend is taking Claw with the Scroll Infiltration and new standard modular set and see how it goes and let us know what you thought about the custom modular sets. So we'll put a link there so you can play with those sets and let us know in like an unofficial MCM challenge since it's not using only official content this episode. Uh, let me let me throw something into the con challenge too. Um, in the in the spirit of the convention, um, for the people that are have the option to play with multiple people or at their local game store, um, play with somebody new. Tell them about the convention. Tell them about the game. Tell them about the community, and um, tell us about it. Let us know. It's a great challenge. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, play with your sister you've never played with. Play with your friends or introduce people at your game store to the game and, and invite them to your table because that's pretty much what the convention is. So if you're able to do it there, then you're going to have a great time at the convention. Ship it. There you go. All right.
that's it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We hope to see you at the con next year. And after hearing us babble about it for an hour and a half, hopefully you tune into our episodes too. <laughs> you might be sick of us. You never know. You never know. Could you be? All right. Thanks, everybody.